Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Now, here's your host for Golf in the Northwest, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the holiday weekend uh, last weekend. Weather was uh, was decent enough. We- great weather during the week. Uh, hopefully you were able to get out to uh, start enjoying some rounds. And of course, uh, for those of you, there's a few spots left if you want to play with Dirt and Sprague tomorrow. Tom- or uh, no, Monday. Monday. I don't even know what damn day it is anymore. Hi, Will. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How's your uh, your weekend? How was your holiday weekend? Uh, well, I was at the ballpark. Hops. Uh, we had hops games on Saturday and Sunday. What do the hops do to celebrate Memorial Day? Uh, nothing. Nothing too much. They didn't do anything. Uh, we had a we had a moment of silence to remember. Uh, you yeah. know what we were doing. We didn't play a game on Memorial Day, so we we played Sunday, and then Monday was a travel day because they've been on the road this week. So how are the hops doing? Uh, they're, they're doing well. They're tied for the lead. They're having a good week out in uh, Tri-Cities and they'll be home next week. Would you rather be in minor league baseball or like on a tennis circuit where you're like just right below the pro level tour, but like you have enough cash that you can go travel a lot of places. In terms of being an athlete or Just being a broadcaster? Not an experience, like an athlete. Like you're the athlete. Uh I think minor league baseball. If you're with really? a with you if you're with a good franchise. Damn, dude, you'd get to travel though. Those minor tournaments, you go to other countries. No, I understand that. But there's something for me about being with a team mm. as opposed to just being just kind of out there independent, floating around. It's like being with the boys. Yeah, whether it's uh, whether it's in that team environment, especially if you've got a good cohesive group. I mean, there's never any guarantee year to year that it all comes together and works and all that sort of stuff. Or whether it's you know on a broadcasting standpoint with the the front office team and and that sort of you know you get a good group. I, I, it's great. It's a lot of fun. All right. So so yeah, I think I think the uh, the other sport, some of those independent sports, sometimes it's uh, it's a little tougher. Oh, if you have a lot of travel, it can get lonely. Um, so yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's a very heartfelt answer. It it is. I didn't expect that. No, that's I've I've thought about that before. Different stuff and opportunities that come about, and would I rather be you know kind of independent and mm. flying all over the place doing your own thing, or kind of with a team and. For me, that that team mentality aspect is is a lot of fun. Well, you're part of a couple teams. I am. I am. Happy to be part of it. 
A lot we got of teams. The ta- 1080, the fan 1080 team. 1080, the here. fan team. Where the crew. I'm uh, the crew. I'm one of the veterans now. 20 years. We had. Uh, I sat in with Dusty uh, last week or whatever. We uh, had a little uh, trip down Amnesia Lane and a um, little fact or fiction on all the uh, fun, tall tales that have been told about me over the years. So was it just three hours of you guys? Like, uh, no, we did stories? an hour of sports, oh, and then okay. and then Dusty got into stuff. We oh. we recapped, you know, NBA playoffs and whatever else was going on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, all right. You ready for golf? I know. How I know much you're ready for golf. I'm ready for golf. Let's go. All right. Uh, we do have a busy week. Uh, Eight thirty. Business of golf. Uh, Michael Rosenberg, senior writer from Sports Illustrated, uh, wrote a editorial piece after it was announced Dustin Johnson is in the field for the first live golf event in London that's set to go next week. And uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, catch up with him. He's going to join us at 8.30 and and kind of expound upon it. There was a lot of speculation, all the drama over the last several months with Phil Mickelson, uh, the funding. Greg Norman continues to not know how to execute a press conference without putting his foot in his mouth. But at the end of the day, just Dustin Johnson reports of the guarantees that have been made to him vary from a hundred to $150 million uh, to play in these events. Uh, and now it's the PGA tours moves. Actually it's the PGA tour players moves if they want to try to double dip. And so now we will see how this will unfold, but it certainly looks like they will play in London next week and they will play at pumpkin Ridge, uh, uh, in about a month's time, and we'll see if Dustin Johnson shows up. Is Phil Mickelson ever going to play competitive golf anywhere again? That still remains to be seen. We've got a major going on this week. The U.S. Women's Open playing at Pine Needles down in North Carolina, one of their favorite courses. Fourth time the uh, major is being played there. That's the most uh, in the history of the U.S. Women's Open. Great leaderboard, great drama with that. And uh, lots of uh, other fun stuff to get to here in the next hour before we turn it over to Center and Saints. So let's get started. Let's go inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. All five big tours uh, in action this weekend as uh, we are in the heart of golf season. It's seemingly a major almost every week, every other week. Uh, The U.S. Open for the men coming up in two weeks. They'll be up in Brookline, Massachusetts at the Country Club. Uh, That is uh, most famous for the uh, U.S. comeback in the 1999 Ryder Cup. Uh, For those that remember uh, Justin Leonard's bomb of a putt that uh, woke the place up and uh, made the Euros uh, pretty much unhappy and squirrely coming to the U.S. since ever since. We'll start, though, with the DP World Tour. They are playing the Porsche European Open in Hamburg, Germany at the Green Eagle Golf Courses. Uh, not the deepest field. There's only one player in the top 100 in the world golf rankings in the field. That is Tommy Fleetwood. He's currently 10th at even par. Uh, Julian Brune is your leader at six under from France. Joachim Lagergren out of Sweden and Victor Perez also from France. They are tied at five under par. Uh, coverage on Golf Channel early in the mornings. Champions Tour. You know, they are at. Uh, they are in Des Moines for one of the uh, stalwart tournaments on the schedule the principal charity classic kirk triplet is your leader at nine under par uh, after one round that is his uh, lowest round of the season 
And the second lowest round on the Champions Tour in 671 rounds. He's been out there for a while. Uh, Jerry Kelly, Ken Tanagawa, and Brett Quigley all at seven under. It wouldn't be a Champions Tour leaderboard without Bernhard Langer somewhere close. He's tied with Stuart Appleby at six under par. And uh, coverage coming up on Golf Channel a little bit later this morning around 9 a.m. The Corn Ferry Tour is starting to uh, come down the stretch to decide who's going to get those first 25 PGA Tour cards. And a couple of youngsters uh, up on top of the leaderboard. Davis Thompson, your current leader, 12 under par. Uh, this is his rookie season on the Corn Ferry Tour. And you're starting to see now as the PGA Tour redevelops, kind of streamlining these top amateur players coming out of college. Uh, if you watched any of the NCAA tournament action for, for the men, uh, last week, congratulations to Texas uh, getting another uh, championship. They beat Arizona State in the final. Uh, the Oregon Ducks men uh, couldn't get into the uh, the match play event. They finished 15th overall, but uh, the Ducks sending both the men's and women's team, the women coming up as uh, runners-up in their tournament. But the PGA Tour has a top five. So the top five ranked amateurs coming out of college, they will get tour status on the Corn Ferry Tour and trying to keep that top talent flowing, uh, streamlining the process to get them in. Davis Thompson uh, was one of those players in 2021. And in his rookie year, looking for his first victory uh, out of the University of Georgia um, after growing up in uh, Auburn, Alabama. And another one of these lanky guys, 6'4", 195. They seem to be, uh, you know, all coming cookie cutter uh type of thing these it's amazing uh what's been going on at the collegiate level he's got a two-shot lead over robbie shelton andrew yun and eric cole jeremy paul also in the mix uh, but the name that everybody is uh watching is jacob bridgman he's nine under par he just finished up at clemson played in stroke play in the individuals uh for the uh, the NCAA championships, his team didn't make uh, the match play round. So he Monday qualified, but he is the number two ranked player coming out and another one of these youngsters. So he Monday qualified. He's going to be in the remainder of the season on the Corn Ferry Tour. But how quickly these top players from college can make the adjustment and uh, get close to uh, PGA Tour status. So that event's going on. Uh, again, the Rex Hospital, let me get you the information. It's the Rex Hospital open in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, so keep an eye there. Uh, our buddy Scott Harrington having a tough time over there in the Midwest. Missed the cut for the second straight week. He uh, hovers around 50th uh, on the points list. Needs to get in the top 25 if he can uh, get a victory as they start to move west with some stops in uh, Colorado. Uh, stop in Utah for their traditional championships. That'll boost him right back up. For the uh, PGA Tour, of course, uh, signature event, one of the uh, regular stops, it is Jack's Place, the Memorial, uh, which is uh, always one of the tougher regular stops. Jack loves to uh, keep that place tough. Muirfield Village, Dublin, Ohio. 
Cameron Smith is your leader, eight under par. He's trying to become the first player on tour since Tiger Woods did it to win both the players and the Memorial in the same season. He is eight under par. Uh, You've got Denny McCarthy, Davis Riley, Cameron Young, all looking for their first PGA Tour victories right behind him. Denny McCarthy at seven under. Davis Riley, Cameron Young at six under. Uh, Young and Riley have been consistently finishing in the top ten. They have been playing late on weekends here in their rookie seasons, and it's only a matter of time before they are going to break through. Former Duck Aaron Wise is in the mix as well at five under par as is Rory McIlroy. They will be paired together, uh, teeing off at about 9.55 this morning. This coverage will be on CBS when it kicks in. Uh, The leader's going off about 10.35 this morning. And uh, last week, of course, uh, what a a finish by Sam Burns. Looked like Scotty Scheffler in his hometown was going to pick up yet another victory. Uh, It would have been his fifth of the season. But Sam Burns ran him down and uh, got victories there uh birdied three holes in the playoff got him and uh it were birdied the first hole in the playoff and got uh scotty scheffler for his third victory of the season and so sam burns now uh trying to cement his place on a president's cup team pick up some more Ryder cup points and build momentum going into the u.s open in a couple of weeks looking for his first major and so uh the youngsters uh, continue to dominate here uh, this PGA Tour season. Let's take a break. I want to come back. I want to give a full segment and focus on the U.S. Women's Open playing at Pine Needles Lodge and Golf Club in Southern Pines, North Carolina. It has been extremely uh, fun to watch if you've catch, catch, caught any of the uh, coverage. I know it's been difficult because NBC has the coverage and they keep moving it around. Uh, Golf Channel won't blow out the PGA Tour Uh, So they got to move it to USA. Some of it's on Peacock and streaming. And uh, so it makes it very difficult uh, to pick it up. And so I'll have some thoughts on that for you as well. Michael Rosenberg going to join us coming up at 830 to discuss uh, the effects of Dustin Johnson uh, showing up in the field list, playing the first uh, live golf event next week in London and all the potential ramifications of uh, where this goes for the PGA Tour for live golf for fans uh, interested in watching golf. Uh, We'll get his thoughts on uh, what this all means and how long it's going to take to play out before we know how it's going to uh, resolve itself. That all coming up. Busy hour here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 817 here this morning, Golf in the Northwest, Center and Saint following us, and then uh, a, a new, it's it's new, I don't know that we've ever had NASCAR on the fan, but uh, the Xfinity series for NASCAR is at PIR here today. What is NASCAR on the radio? Uh, the Motor Racing Network? No, like, what, what are you, like, like what are you saying? They're just describing the action as it goes on. And then there they go. They're turning right. Yeah. And then they're going to turn. Well, it's a road course at PIR, so there are some actual right and left-hand turns. You're not just turning left for three right hours. Right and left? Oh, yeah. They play the road. They uh, drive the road course out there. And so uh, it's the Xfinity Series, so it's similar to the Corn Ferry Tour. It's the Corn Ferry Tour of NASCAR. They are in Portland, but uh, you can listen to it live on the fan starting at 1 o'clock this afternoon. How about that? Okay. I, I will listen to that for a few minutes because I'm very curious because it's a lot like baseball broadcasting on the radio, right? Like it's not so much about how you describe the action as how you it's are as all a personality. about how you describe the action. Oh, man. But come on. Rick Riz, he can tell some, he can spin some. Uh, That's what I mean. It's all he about. He can spin some yarn yeah. there. Uh, it's got it, some good stories. It's about, uh, but you got a lot of you got a lot of background noise going on. You got different things. Uh, you know, you they got sound mics down along the course. You get that. Uh, you get that feeling. If you're out in your garage, maybe you're working on your car. One I time I, I know a, there's NASCAR fans around here, and so it's it's here. One time I did a board up for a um, a spring training game for uh, the Mariners, and Rick has had Ken Griffey Jr. up in the booth, and he legit nearly cried when he was saying goodbye to him. And I was like, well, you're going to see him again. Junior Junior invokes that. <laughs> Man. Don, I was, I was, Rick I was living up him. there in 95. Don, yeah, <laughs> that was a special time for Mariner fans. And yeah. unfortunately, they haven't had too many special times since then. But that's for another day. Uh, Ducks baseball, they uh, lost their opener at the Louisville Regional. So uh, they... Are in action this morning, 8.45, first pitch, 9 o'clock. They need to win to uh, stay alive, so that's going on over there. And then tomorrow night, uh, game two of the NBA Finals right here on the fan, 4 o'clock pregame, 5 o'clock tip. Uh, can Golden State even it up after Boston took game one? So that's what is uh, coming up here on the fan this weekend. But uh, the biggest event in golf going on this week is uh, in Southern Ca- or uh, in Southern Pines, North Carolina, Pine Needles Lodge and Golf Club, the U.S. Women's Open, 77th edition. And uh, Mina Harrigay and Minji Lee atop the leaderboard at nine under par. Minji Lee out of Australia is having one heck of a season already a victory this season. She has been knocking on the door, seemingly top tens uh, throughout the year. But for Mina Harrigay, 
this is a long time coming. She's been out on tour for nearly a decade, uh, yet to win an LPGA Tour event, but has been knocking on the door more and more, made her first Solheim Cup last year. And uh, the the COVID and the pandemic uh, allowed her the opportunity. She went and played a bunch of Cactus Tour events. She got four wins. And during the time, while a lot of people weren't sure how much golf they were going to play, if how long they were going to have to uh, quarantine, all of those sorts of things, uh, she found an opportunity to get away from whatever pressure the LPGA Tour created for her and uh, has applied it, made adjustments to her game, and uh, it is resulting in uh, a much, much more consistent performance. It's only a matter of time before she breaks through. She had an opening round, 764, and uh, she talked about those. She was in the lead a year ago out at the uh, AIG Women's Open out at Carnoustie. Uh, did not follow it up with a good round on Wednesday or on Saturday with a 79. Uh, she talked about in her post-round presser what she learned from that experience. Last year at the AIG um, at Carnoustie, I was tied for the league going into Saturday. Um, and that that definitely was different then. And I think I, I'm going to draw from that experience. Um, I feel a little better <laughs> um, today, tomorrow. Um, I feel like I have more the better tools to navigate, you know, these these new new experiences. So, yeah, I think just trying to be calm, just go about my day. Um, it's a tough course. It's a U.S. Open. You're going to get good breaks. You're going to get bad breaks. So just trying to be... I guess just happy overall. So there you go. Uh, Mina Harrogate talking about that. She talked about uh, a lot of the changes that she made, uh, different people that uh, she surrounded herself with going back to uh, her old coach and, and just how much that time she had to focus on herself and her game uh, really allowed her to come out and start having some success on the tour. She discussed that as well. Uh, I think I'm just a completely different person and golfer in general um i'm hitting a lot more greens now i've always generally been a pretty good um driver of the golf ball but it's my irons that have really um taken care of where i'm going with my game and especially actually putting too i've been making a lot more putts i'm way more confident with it so um and i think just as a person i'm much more mature it took me a little a little bit um but i feel like um i'm a lot more mature than I was in my 20s. And so that maturity starting to show, especially in the second round, first round, she made nine birdies in her first round, and uh, it was easy, uh, you know, getting around what is a very, very difficult course. Not a lot of wind going on. Temperatures, uh, they were hot the first day, but they uh, cooled off relatively, so they're in the low to mid-80s, but without much breeze, uh, this course uh, for them uh, is scorable, but she bounced back with a 69 um, and, and kept herself in contention. And so somebody that's just a lot of fun, but you talk about, she talked about her driving. She has hit all 28 fairways in the first two rounds. So you give yourself a chance, even though you're not as long as the other players, you put it in the fairway, 
dial in those uh, those distances on the irons, give yourself more looks, more proximity, better proximity to the hole, eventually some of those putts are going to go in. And so I don't expect her to venture too far from the top of the leaderboard. We'll see when it gets tight on Sunday uh, if she has learned enough that maturity starts to show up to, to put it together. Minji Lee out of Australia is the uh, co-leader as well, 67-66. And uh, she's got a win just a couple of weeks ago at the Cognizant Founders Cup. Her game is uh, just rounding into form, and she looks to uh, possibly be the third Australian to win a U.S. Women's Open. Caught up with her uh, after the round uh, on Golf Channel, and she talked about the key to grabbing a share of the lead. Thing. Um, my putting was pretty solid today. I mean, um, and even when I was in kind of tough spots, I was able to get up and down. So, yeah, I just try to take advantage of um, my birdie opportunities, and that's pretty much what I did today. And so that'll be it. Uh, the, the commentators have really noted because of the wide fairways, not a lot of wind. Uh, players are having a lot of opportunities to to go at these greens. They are fast and firm. They will get faster and firmer as the weekend goes on if there's no more rain. And so uh, Minji was asked about the approach to the weekend. I think pretty much the same as the first two days. I don't know how the conditions are going to change, but, um, you know, just take whatever's in front of me and just take one step at a time because this golf course can really, um, really catch up to you quick. So... Yeah, I think I'll just um, take one step at a time and just focus on what I have to do. And so it's going to come down to being able to make those 15 to 25 foot putts uh, and lag putting. If These greens are huge at Pine Needles uh, if you've seen the course before. And so when you've got 40 and 50 footers, judging the speed is going to be the most important thing, making sure that those lag putts uh, leave you just inside a couple of feet. Cause uh, if you've got five, six foot comebacks for par, that's going to get uh, a little dicey. Uh, it's a great leaderboard. Uh, you've got not that many players under par and just um, you only have 16 within six shots of the lead. Now, a couple of players are going low this morning. Uh, Amanda Doherty, a young American, two under par. Brooke Henderson was at three under. She is still at three under. She's just about finishing up her round. Um, Jessica Corda is on the course. She's at even. So we'll see if somebody can go deep uh, early on. But Lexi Thompson, Nellie Corda, and it's great to see Nellie back out there after she had that uh, blood clot issue in her arm. You'll notice she's wearing a sleeve. Uh, she, I don't know how much she's practiced. She hasn't been in competition since uh, that was diagnosed. She's been working to come back and would have preferred maybe to come back a week earlier or play in just a regular event. But uh, she's got it dialed up and uh, she'll go off at uh, about 930 this morning. And then Bronte Law, Megan King at four under. But the names everybody is going to be keeping an eye on to see if they can uh, make a charge on a Nordquist at seven under. World number one, Jin Young Ko at six under. Moira Jitanagarn at five under uh, to see if they can uh, put a charge uh, to the top of the leaderboard on this moving day. Anna Nordquist talked about her play through the first two rounds. I felt like it was solid. I found myself with a couple yardages where it was either like I had to max out a shot or I had a three-quarter, but three-quarter I was going to um, just kick uh, a little bit too far. So um, had some, uh, I think I made two putts off the green today, uh, which was awesome. Um, but overall, I mean, I feel like it's been really steady. We've been leaving ourselves with a lot of uphill putts, uh, which is always going to be great on this golf course. 
a lot of slope on these greens, uh, which is uh, what you usually find in a USGA championship course. Uh, Anna Norquist herself had been a little under the weather, didn't have as much uh, practice time and competition coming in. She discussed that as well. Uh, I mean, it was quite interesting. <laughs> like on Monday when I hadn't touched a club for what, since Tuesday last week. And, you know, you look down on your wedge and you wonder if it's your club. <laughs> but I think it, um, I mean, I, I'm just happy to be here. Um, it honestly sucked not being able to tee it up last week. Um, it was one of my favorite courses and, uh, and events. So... I uh, just grateful to be here and feeling in in a decent shape to to be up there. And so that's kind of the mentality that uh, is going to be able to persevere at a U.S. Open, just taking the next hole one at a time. And uh, those players that have the experience of winning uh, a major, Minji Lee has a major. Obviously, Jin Young Ko has one. Anna Norquist has one. Uh, if that will allow them uh, a little bit of calm as things get a little tighter uh, and if the uh, greens firm up even more, it'll make uh, par a very, very good score. We'll see if they get too far into double digits uh, depending on the weather, what the weather does. So USA Network's going to pick this coverage up at uh, 10 a.m. and then at noon they will be on NBC uh, later this afternoon, third and fourth round coverage. Uh, check it out and again, uh, for those of you that, uh, you know, the men's, the PGA, you just, you can't hit 350 yard drives. Watch Mina Harrigay, how important it is to be consistent in the fairway off the tee. Watch how straight these ladies drive it and hit it with their irons, as opposed to guys like Bubba and Bryson and that are all over the place. Uh, if you want to, uh, kind of find a swing, I, I find sometimes myself watching the women a little bit more, uh, with the technique and uh, the consistency of their swings to to try and mimic and mirror. So, uh, but a great event. Looking forward to that. When we come back, live golf has life, and it was uh, Dustin Johnson that really gave it to him when the field was announced for their first event next week. Michael Rosenberg, senior writer from Sports Illustrated, offered some commentary that caught my eye and uh, kind enough to join us. We further that discussion as we make the turn here. It's golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf. Every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080, The Fan. Welcome back in as we uh, make the turn here on Golf in the Northwest. Uh, Boy, more rain out here in the Northwest, but... uh, 
very pleased to kind of pivot off of the Women's U.S. Open and get back into the PGA Tour, a live golf that now uh, is brought to the forefront. Uh, very pleased to have joining us senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Michael Rosenberg. You can see his work, SI.com. If you're not following the morning reads, you're really missing out on great golf content. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Rosenberg underscore Mike. And uh, I, I caught your piece earlier this week, which was commentary rather than uh, the traditional reporting. And I really found it to uh, kind of crystallize where all this is headed to between the players, the PGA Tour, Live Golf, potentially the RNA and the USGA as the U.S. opens around the corner. And now we have the lightning rod of Dustin Johnson uh, being on that first field list. He was not talked about much. Uh, when you saw his name initially on the list, what were the thought initial thoughts and what prompted you to, to go ahead and put down some commentary? Well, you know, within golf, among those of us who sort of cover, and I, I cover it not full-time, but a decent amount, um, certain names have kind of come up as candidates. And I do think there are a number of players who have been really interested because they want the money. I mean, there's no other reason. That, that's it. It's just an enormous <laughs> amount of money, and they're trying to figure out, you know, can they do this? Can they get away with it? What's the blowback going to be like? Are they going to lose sponsors? And there are guys like, um, you know, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, uh, Colin Morikawa, who I don't think were really tempted to do this. And then there were a few guys who were, we'd all heard might do it, and DJ – had said he was not going to do it, uh, but then he kind of hemmed and hawed. So I can't say I was totally shocked that he went and did it, but it was definitely uh, different from what his most recent statement had been and also um, a blow to the PGA Tour and, and a boon to live golf. And, and how big of a blow and how big of a boon, we'll see. But this gives it some legitimacy. I mean, this is a guy who's been number one in the world more than anyone else in the last you know six, seven years. And so the rumored amounts of what he might be guaranteed uh, behind the scenes, anywhere from 100 to 150 million bucks, and and certainly that would get anybody's attention in any line of work. Uh, first of all, do you think he will follow through and play in the event next week in London? Yeah, I haven't seen any reason why he wouldn't. Um, I mean, I think that the blowback after Phil Mickelson's comments was was pretty clear. I mean, I think he knows. I don't think he really fully understands what this will be like, what he's getting into. But I do think he understood that this would be, um, that there would be blowback and that he would lose some sponsors. And RBC has already kind of dropped him. Um, and I think, I don't know what that number is, but I would have to assume it's in the nine figures because otherwise it's just not worth it to Dustin Dustin. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't just make up the lost endorsement income because Live Golf is not going to be a better experience or product. You have to, you have to blow it out of the water. And so I'm sure they've done that. Um, what those numbers really are and what they mean moving forward, I mean, contracts are complicated and this isn't public. But, uh, yeah, I do. I think he'll be in London next week. There's been no indication that he's going to pull out. And certainly his, uh, if he shows up there on the first tee, that will uh, lend, I think, more people curious eyeballs to try and tune in. Has, has Live Golf announced uh, how can this be viewed uh, if the curiosity factor with DJ in it uh, brings people to just want to see what it's all about? That is a great question. And I, I you know, I, I don't have the answer to that. I assume, uh, I assume that, that, that that probably is out there somewhere. But part of the issue here with Live Golf, and this is where any one of those guys 
uh, especially someone who's in the prime of their career, should be given. I have some pause about this. Is like, yeah, they were going to have a whole golf tour, and then they weren't. Then it was going to be a uh, Craig Norman just kind of spouts off. So they were going to have an event where they were going to have a bunch of like college players and pros, and then they weren't. Like, it, it, it's been um, real scattershot in the in the messaging of what they're going to do and the planning of what they're going to do. You know, and and so. I don't know what the TV situation is going to be. Um, I don't know how many people are really going to watch. I, I don't think the curiosity level, from what I have gathered from people that I know that like golf, is that high. I mean, there's plenty of golf on the PJ Tour, and it's a better product. I don't think there are that many people interested in live golf. I mean, they're just playing golf on some nice course. Like, I, I just, I don't think, I don't think this is going to draw so many eyeballs. So. Um, I, I don't know. And the other part that we don't know is a big piece of this is not just the money in these contracts, but what is the language in the contracts? I mean, are you bound to them for 10 years? Are there any outs? Are there any outs if things don't go so well? Um, I mean, you're negotiating with the Saudi Arabian government. I would want not want to be negotiating with them. You know? <laughs> no so, question. So there's a lot of questions that we really we really can't answer here. And And, and again, as I put in the column, if one of these guys says, hey, I don't want to do this anymore, and contractually he can get out of it and wants to go back to the PGA Tour, then what? I mean, what's the penalty? Because there, there, there already is one that you're not – okay, so Jay Monahan, the petitioner, could say, well, you, you're not playing on this tour right now. Like, like the, the, there's discipline, but they're already not playing on the tour. So what happens if they try to come back? Is that last for a few months, a year, five years? Like, I, these are things that we don't really know, and some of the posturing has to end. And action has to begin, and, and it's going to be messy. Chatting here with Michael Rosenberg, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. His commentary uh, on the Live Golf event uh, after Dustin Johnson was uh, announced to be in the field next week in London. And I think there's, there's two issues that get molded together here, and I, I've been curious about it since, this, since Greg Norman's been so vocal about it getting legs is – is there room for another competitive tour in the world of golf? And is that being clouded by where the financial backing is coming from? If this was just some eccentric uh, billionaire who wanted to get involved in sponsor a PGA tour and Jay Monahan stiffed him and said no and said, okay, I'll go do my own thing. How different would the landscape be versus knowing the money is coming from uh, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. You are you are absolutely correct. There are two related but different issues, and and the the moral outrage that people have, which is justified to me, is that Saudi Arabia is doing this uh, as a version of sports washing uh, to to hide, you know, to provide cover for their own uh, hor- horrible human rights record. Okay, so that that is one issue, but the other issue. Um, is this is a threat to the PGA Tour. And when you hear Rory McIlroy uh, or Justin Thomas talk, what they say is, I am loyal to the PGA Tour, right? They haven't gone into great detail of, I'm not taking Saudi Arabian money. Now, if you're the PGA Tour, that's actually what you want to hear because the money could come from somewhere else next time, right? I mean, so like, suddenly, you know, you can't buy the Trailblazers. You want to spend a couple million dollars on something, right? And he says, I'm going to start this tour. And it's not now. It's not the money from Saudi Arabian government. And all of a sudden, if if that if Saudi Arabia was what kept people from doing this, now if you're the PGA Tour, you have a problem because the money's not coming from Saudi Arabia anymore. If the if people are saying, "Hey, I don't want to do this because I just I'm loyal to the PGA Tour," 
you know, that's solid, that, that holds. And the reason that they are connected here is that I don't think anybody else is coming up with anywhere near this amount of money because it's a money-losing proposition. You have to have a reason you are willing to lose what I have to assume is going to be a billion dollars. I mean, if, if, if 100 or $150 million is going to one player, you have to imagine that this whole thing is going to lose hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And who's willing to do that? Well, a government that is trying to launder its own image is willing to do that. You know, like Phil Knight, I mean, I'm, I'm joking, but he might be worth $50 billion. He's not in the he didn't get that to be worth $50 billion by, by spending $500 million on some business. He's not doing that, right? So um, it's tied together. But I think the reasons for a lot of guys being loyal are, A, they're worried about their image and PR, and, B, they are genuinely loyal to the PGA Tour. I do think the Saudi Arabia thing, their actual moral objection to it, uh, it varies by golfer, but that's probably third on the list. And so then, uh, obviously, the next event scheduled after the London event is here in Portland at Pumpkin Ridge. We had the uh, the season-ending uh, Corn Ferry Tour event out there for five seasons, and it was a wonderful event. And we were their media partners, and unfortunately, COVID hit at the wrong time when the sponsorship deal was up, and it's gone away. Uh, we know about the course. They've hosted uh, U.S. Women's Opens, those sorts of things. Do you think will actually have an event with live golf in the United States here in Portland in a month. I have not seen any reason they won't. And, and, and this is how I look at it. Um, I mean, Phil Mickelson said some things that were actually entirely accurate, how he characterized the situation. Okay. Greg Norman said some, some stuff that was unbelievably offensive. I mean, they were both offensive, but just Phil Mickelson was being honest. And, and, and so Saudi Arabia, you know, their, their investment fund did not pull money. They kept moving forward with this. So what is going to happen between now and Pumpkin Ridge that's going to keep them from, hoist, from hosting that event? I, I don't think anything. You know, I think over time, if they realize they're just not getting out of this, what they thought they were going to get out of it, I can see that changing. Um, but for now, I would, yeah, I would assume that they're going to have that event. I mean, I don't, I don't see them bailing after one. I, I don't know. I don't think there's any stakes in terms of TV ratings or ticket sales or anything uh, that would cause them to change their mind. I, I just don't think that's what matters to them right now. A uh, couple of quick things here. Uh, talking with uh, Michael Rosenberg of Sports Illustrated, uh, senior writer uh, with them about Live Golf and Dustin Johnson's name showing up on the uh, the first event list. Uh does this does something regarding this end up in a courtroom at some point here in the near future? Well, yes. I mean, the one thing that both sides have said is that there will be lawyers. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think it's an interesting question now. So if you're the PGA Tour, okay, you've lost Dustin Johnson. You've lost some other guys here, Sergio Garcia, Kevin Na, people that the, the golf, golf fans know, but the, the average sports fan is not maybe paying attention to Kevin Na, Sergio, I guess, a little bit. And so – the PGA Tour can discipline these guys, and that's it. The PGA Tour doesn't need to go to court. They're going to just say they're going to make their ruling. You know, we've denied permission. You, If you go ahead anyway, you have violated our denial, and now you are whatever, let's say, suspended indefinitely from the PGA Tour. They don't need to go to court to do that. They're just going to do that. What's going to then happen is if those guys say, no, no, you don't have a right to do that. We want to plan the PGA Tour as well which is what Greg Norman has argued, that they are independent contractors that should be able to play wherever they please. 
then they can take the PGA Tour to court. The question beyond that is, if you are Live Golf and you are the Saudi Arabia investment fund, and you are paying a hundred some million dollars to Dustin Johnson to play, does your investment get diminished if he is somehow able to get an injunction to also go play PGA Tour events? Or do you feel like what you're paying for is exclusive rights to Dustin Johnson outside of the majors? You know, what is the language in that contract? And so, or do you just get first dibs on him when you have an event and you want him there, he has to play yours first? Like, I don't know. I haven't seen the contract, and I have not talked to people who know the answers to those questions. But but those are the questions that are going to come up. And if that is considered an, purely an exclusive deal and he is off the PGA Tour, then I don't see him necessarily going to court. But if these guys are looking at this and saying, hey, we want to be able to double dip and do both, then, yes, we're going to see a court case. Assuming uh, Dustin plays in the London event, uh, does he tee it up in the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks? Well, that is a great question, and um, I will be there, and I'm very <laughs> curious to see it. I mean, the USGA has not said, you know, they have they well, all these these organizations, and, and and part of the problem here is that golf just has too many kind of ruling organizations overseeing the sport, right? I mean, it's not it's not normal to have. You know, it would be like if the NFL, like if, if pro football had one organization overseeing the conference championship games and somebody else overseeing the Super Bowl and neither of them controlled the regular season. That's basically what golf is structured like. So, uh, but these various entities, USGA, have said we have a right to, to decide the field. Well, he's a past champion. He's qualified for the U.S. Open. Are you really going to deny him entry for this? And that, that's sort of probably the next domino to fall. It's whatever they say, they're going to make a decision on, on all these guys, and we'll know. It's uh, it's getting more fascinating uh, by the uh, by the day, and certainly if uh, he puts the peg in the ground in London, uh, the next iteration of uh, the evolution of these two things will be fun to watch. I could talk to you for another hour about this, but uh, we only have so much time. Michael Rosenberg from Sports Illustrated, senior writer, kind enough to spend some time with us here this morning. Thank you so much. Have a great time uh, up in Massachusetts for the U.S. Open. It should be, uh, uh, looks like a great, great time up there in a great field. We'll see if uh, DJ's in it, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you again down the road. And a bunch of mild-mannered sports fans of Boston who won't Always. give him a hard time at all if he is there. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. Uh, very pleased to, to get some time with him. Uh, the piece, I tweeted it out earlier, at Fanswag, if you want to go read his commentary uh, and uh, what prompted me to, to want that discussion. As we mentioned, probably more questions than answers right now. We'll know a lot more next week uh, when that event happens, and hopefully we find out if people are curious, uh, if you can watch it, how you can watch it. And I, that's where I want to get to. Uh, Luke's going to uh, sit in here with me for the next segment. So we'll come back. Just the curiosity factor for another tour that has some names from the PGA Tour, and how much does the uh, the financial backing, where it comes from, affect uh, how you go about watching that? We'll wrap it up. Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Thanks again to Michael Rosenberg for taking some time for us. Uh, if you missed it, want to go back and catch any of it, uh, we'll podcast that uh, after the show uh, at 1080thefan.com. But, uh, Luke, I dragged you in here a little bit early. I know you're coming up for uh, two hours of uh, 
I don't know, NASCAR breakdown, NASCAR pregame. We got oh, NASCAR. Oh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> we're, Xfinity we're Series here in go. Portland. Before we get too far, though, just can I say what an honor it is to be invited <laughs> into the hallowed studio. Oh, that stop is. it. Mo- most people don't know this, that there is a special studio here at 1080 The Fan just for golf in the Northwest. Uh, it doesn't use the normal studio. Yeah. It's all fancy. There's a, a private bathroom with a gold <laughs> toilet, the whole thing. So just being in yeah. your presence is, is enough. I used but Harbaugh's then, agent to but, negotiate yeah. that but then deal. Coming into the, the golf in the Northwest studios that are closed part of the year, every all, all of the yeah. week until this moment on Saturday. Yes, so, so it's exactly. just an honor. The chairs are more comfortable. The air smells like white tea. I don't <laughs> even know what that means. It's amazing. I, I'm curious. You are a cat. I would describe you as a casual golf fan. Uh, you yeah. enjoy the sport. You enjoy the big tournaments, but you're not diehard. You're not watching no. drilling down. I play golf because I like drinking outside. I there like watching golf because it gives me an excuse not to do things uh, during the majors. Father's Day weekend yes. is, is I don't want to do anything. The U.S. Open is on. It's great to watch the Masters. It's like four right. weekends off a year where I just go, I'm just watching golf. You're not watching yeah. the John no. Deere Classic. And, uh, if it's on, I'm not going out of You're not to- seeking it. So here's, here's the thing that's happened, which uh, cutting the cord has created, which is I don't turn anything on by accident anymore. Yes. You turn on the TV like and you're just surfing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't surf. Watch, yeah. If I was watching NBC the night before and you come on and it's like, oh, golf on in the morning. That was a trap that I would fall into occasionally. It just doesn't happen yeah. anymore. So yeah, you have to seek uh to watch. So things. Dustin Johnson, uh, to a little bit of surprise, his name wasn't mentioned. He flies under the radar. For as accomplished as a guy he is in golf today. Yeah. He flies under the radar. Well, he has no personality. No personality whatsoever. Yeah. And you don't know if that's intentional or if it's just he doesn't have it. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have that charisma. Well, he has uh, enough charisma for Paulina Gretzky. So he's got well, some. That's he, enough. He just doesn't share it with the rest of so, us. So, yeah. Which, so he's won a ton of events. He's won majors. He's made a ton of money on the tour. So his name crops up and all of a sudden Live Golf has a little juice and uh, he's going to play in this event on in London next week. Uh, is that enough? Is there curiosity, one, in what they have going? Uh, there's some other names on there, mostly European names. Uh, Charles Schwartz, Sergio, yeah. uh, Lee Westwood, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, uh, some names like that. Kevin Na, we mentioned, Taylor Gooch. Yep. Um, so there's some PGA Tour guys there as well. But clearly, Dustin, everybody's like, whoa. He's the biggest name. Um are you curious? I, I'm most curious to see if there is room for another tour to compete with the PGA Tour. Yeah. What's I, clouding it is the fact that it's being financially backed by Saudi Arabian money. Uh, yeah. In an that, attempt to, you know, it's, it's not deception. A, and yeah, well, don't look over here. Look over here. Yeah, but it's not like a money laundering scheme. They have the money already. So yes. I, I, pull, I pulled up just quick figures for you right now. This is as of 2019. This is a single Google search. How far away are any of us from Saudi money? That's the search that I put yeah. into Google. Uh, there are uh, $38.7 billion in 2019 in exports and imports from uh, to and from Saudi Arabia. Do you have any idea where that money comes from? Uh, I don't, but no. $23 million in exports from the U.S., $14 million in uh, imports. There is also a hundred billion. Uh, b- b- billion. billion with a B. Billion. billion. Yeah. Uh, there is also, uh, there was another one here that says there is a $100 billion 
right now in uh, FMS, foreign military sales, between the U.S. <laughs> and Saudi Arabia. So none of us are that far yeah. removed from Saudi money. If I had $1,000 right now, Jason Swigert, and I handed it to you, what would have to be connected to that money for you not to accept it? If I go, here, here's $1,000, and you yeah. have the money in your hand, and I go, just so you know, I got that from a deal I did with a Saudi. Would you go, well, I can't take it? Like, if the money was moist, yeah. would you go, thanks, but no thanks? <laughs> like, what would it take? Like, if I, if it, just right now, I had a yeah. thousand bucks and I gave it to you. What would well, it take for you not to money. accept that money? It's drug money. And here's a thousand dollars in drug yeah. money, Will. You don't want it? Yeah. No, thank you. You sure? It's bent yeah, long. Yeah, I'm 100% sure of that. All right. Yeah. I think more uh, of that. Like to have you in for questioning? Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, where's that thousand dollars? Okay, okay, but 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 that's why that's why I picked that number. If there was a thousand dollars in drug money floating around, and nobody is looking no, for any of us. But you're talking if about a hundred thousand dollars in drug money. Yes, yes, that's somebody's very looking for it, and we're talking about a hundred million dollars reportedly or up yes, from that that Dustin is is reportedly accepting. Um, but he's he lost sponsors, but, but that's because he's not playing in their events. But he doesn't need to go and like behead somebody before the first tee. No. He's playing golf. He's still making money for playing golf. Right. It's who's giving him the money that's upset everybody. If the events are fun, the whole idea is that this is going yeah. golf, but louder. Okay. Yeah. Whatever that means. You it, have a team aspect yeah. of it. Um, it's guaranteed. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how much blowback there is from, you know, it because it's so public and you're, you know. If he's not relying upon, if he doesn't care about losing sponsors, he doesn't care about whatever might be said about him on social media or Twitter or anything yeah. like that, and he goes out, I'm curious to see how these events are constructed because the next one's at Pumpkin Ridge in a month. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if Dustin Johnson comes out and if Phil Mickelson sees how the first one goes and decides he can maybe uh, re-enter public life yeah. after his comments, I'm curious to see, one, how many people decide to go out for the curiosity factor. Uh, and if their format and how they set it up, if it's interesting to golf fans in a team aspect, a 54 hole, a three day tournament, condensed fields, those sorts of things, if it can gain some ground. Well, go golf is interesting because this, this isn't like the uh, USFL or, you know, uh, XFL. Or and that's any, the whole thing. Dustin like, Johnson, Phil Mickelson, you get a few more guys sure. that have some credibility and all of a sudden it's an issue the PGA Tour has to deal with. Well, ex exactly. Well, they have the money for it. But the, the idea is can these events be fun for yep. fans, can they be sustainable? Portland would love to have a professional golf event yep. out here, but now that it's connected, like I feel like the Saudi money connection is just the PGA going, you don't know, don't go there. Here's the bad thing. I think that they're worried. That's why they have this smear campaign against it. If the events are more fun than PGA tour events and they're in locations where they don't have them, they have a chance to thrive. And you guarantee appearance fees or purses for guys to show up. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think this is not going away anytime soon. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah. Center and Saint, what are you guys uh, cooking for uh, well, we the next were, two hours? We were going to do the LIV tour uh, for two hours. Well, you can continue now, the discussion. I, absolutely. Uh, there don't is, let me stop you. There is the NBA finals. I don't know if you, that's going on. We've yep. got uh, Stanley Cup finals. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, all kinds of random things that we don't even know about yet, which is really why you listen to the center and center. all right uh again a couple of spots at persimmon if you want to play with dirt and sprague on monday 1080 the where you want to go find the link and uh hopefully they'll uh, head out there thanks again will 
and uh, have fun the next two hours. Uh, that'll do it for Luke and Will. I'm Jason. Hit them straight. Just somebody out there with a big wooden paddle, and if you've got a young golfer in the family, bogey, 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 bogey. Suck moisture out of the greens. Balls are careening into tough spots. Uh, make sure I left the ball below the hole. <laughs> you know how easy I am. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Features in Europe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.